All right, welcome to our season 1.358 over two segments. That's why he wanted to start. <laughs> okay. Uh, we want obviously we're going to talk about Kingdom Hearts. Um, well, Kingdom you, Hearts. If you're a Kingdom 3. Hearts fan, you'll know we're talking about Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts three. Um, yeah. So we both played it, and we both have different opinions. Vastly different opinions. So I guess I should start off by just saying that. As far as Kingdom Hearts go, I am a, a fan, an un- unapologetic fan. Like I'm, I'm gonna like it regardless of anything. But I'm able to go into this time being a little bit more critical. But since Will was more critical, let's start out with some of the things that drove you crazy. Well, I guess first off. Because I am a fan, but not like a diehard fan. Oh, there's going to be spoilers, by the way. Probably lots of spoilers. There's going to be a crap ton of spoilers. The title of this podcast is going to be Kingdom Hearts 3 Spoiler Cast. Oh, okay. So I think we'll be fine with that. Um, I went into it with a lot less expectations than a lot of fans of the series because I like Kingdom Hearts, but it's not like the series I've been looking forward to or anything like that. Not gonna lie, I pre-ordered the game. I was like ready to to enjoy it. And had his Mickey Mouse ears on. Everything. <laughs> everything. Put the voice on and everything. Um, I think one of the, the things that that I was expecting was the game I loved whenever I first played it, the Kingdom Hearts two, and thinking that this one was gonna be that in the new era. Right, and it wasn't, in my opinion. It, it it ended up being Kingdom Hearts three version, Kingdom Hearts two. Like it, it felt like it was just another. I don't know. It felt like a copy of the last game with modern technology. So for so for me, I thought that it feels like Nomura was, and that's the director of Kingdom Hearts games. I felt like Nomura was uh, distracted. Um, it doesn't seem like he put, oh, actually it felt like he was distracted when we played it, but now that we know the DLC is coming out, now I'm starting to wonder if it's the same thing as Final Fantasy 15, where he had to cut out chunks of the story that actually explained things just to add it to the DLC for later, which we've talked about in the past that we think it's a terrible idea to have include critical story elements in dlc right because it 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 takes away from uh like good storytelling thinking about well okay so i'm gonna write a story and i'm going to intentionally cut parts out of the story and make people pay for them in order to finish the story instead of just putting a whole story and dlc can be additions to the story say for instance Maybe like the DLC is content that leads you into the next game or something like that. But it sh- I always think that if you're going to make DLC, it either needs to be like additional content for the game, or if it's going to be story, it needs to be story that is on the tail end of the game. So that way it doesn't feel like you have to replay the game with the DLC purchased after you've already completed it in order to actually like fill out the story. It's one of the things about 15 that was probably one of the worst things that they ever did is that they finished the whole story 
and then the DLC filled in all the gaps in the in-between of the story. So then you almost felt like you had to play the game over again, stop at the parts where certain party members disappeared, so that way you could actually, like, play the DLC, figure out what happened, then go back and play the game again, and then stop again, play the DLC, and then play the free play the game again until you get to the next part where the DLC would come in, and then stop and play again. And then the most recent DLC they announced, now it's like, okay, don't play the game at all, because this is a prequel thing, and we'll start, we'll explain how everything even happened, and then now, yeah, you know, so, I don't know. So, for me, when you're when you're putting sto- like story into DLC, it's kind of like, hey, how about you buy this book? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Chapters five, ten, and thirteen. Yeah, they're missing, but don't worry, you can purchase that later. Fill mm-hmm. in the in the blanks. I think that's a little ridiculous. Uh, I actually do not like that either. Uh, where you, the DLC story is at the end of the game either. I think that if you're going to make a game, you make a complete game. And something can be either a side story that's not prevalent to the main story, or maybe it is uh, something to lead into the next title. Well, let me be clear. I don't like DLC at all. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm saying if the practices are going to continue for for monetary valuation of these products and stuff like that, like. I can see why they would do it to make the money, but if they are going to do it, I prefer they were to do it and not invalidate my time already spent by further or by filling in gaps that I didn't even really think needed to be filled in. Um, I guess this is a spoiler for Final Fantasy 15, but there's a part where one of your party never mind. There's a part where one of your party members it's goes not much of a spoiler. Yeah, where one of your party members goes away, and then the episode. DLC for that party member just explains that he went away to get stronger and then like in the game he just went away and suddenly he was back in like a little bit further in the game and you didn't really question it you just kind of said oh he went away to get stronger but that's kind of what he tells you Mm -hmm. and sometimes that ambiguity never really needs to be fleshed out and I think the only reason they wanted to do it is because eventually there was a DLC uh, free DLC that launched that allows you to uh, switch between party right. members and i think they wanted to like flesh out gameplay mechanics yeah. for each party member before they included them further into the game well they're like oh well, if we're gonna include this take the extra time to include this we better get paid pretty much even though we already got paid to make the game right because it sold pretty, uh, pretty well I, I really don't remember actually okay well that's enough about final fantasy 15 um expectations <laughs> going into Kingdom hearts apparently were pretty high um a little bit higher than they might might have should have been considering all of the turmoil that the development went through um, in making the game and how long it t- took to make you know, all the sidetracking that was done for all the the side games and everything. Almost like It's almost like they said, okay, we have to put off Kingdom Hearts 3 until we figure out all the other plot holes that we need to fill in so that way Kingdom Hearts 3 can pick up with a, with a full foundation and then go forward. Right. Um... I know you said you didn't want to talk about likes and dislikes, but uh, no, the the next thing I wanted to get into is everything I liked about the game. It okay. sounds like I'm talking shit about the game, but I did really like the game. Um, it's 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 weird. Uh, I think I when I talk to David about uh, movies and things, I always say, "Well, it was entertaining," but whether I think it's actually a good movie, that's probably not. Um, it was good for what it was there for, that kind of thing. But for Kingdom Hearts three. Um, 
the fact that I did beat it in a week and I, I ran through that game and I still did a lot of stuff. I did level up substantially. Like I was like, I did really play that game. It was really entertaining. I liked the world. I hated that. I finally actually heard that whole frozen song. Um, <laughs> I uh, like I actually like I went through the things I didn't go and get all of the stuff to get like Ultima weapon and things like that. I did. I know. Um, the graphics were uh, freaking amazing. They were really consistent. They um, the those the the attraction uh, moves or whatever they were like the they looked good. It was like it was like I don't know. It was mind boggling, and I didn't yeah, even play were, it in four K. So they were I a probably little, should try that. The attraction things was. I mean, they were a little annoying. They they just kind of slowed down gameplay a bit, especially the pirate ship still one. Still, like whenever I think about that one, I dislike it. Although as I told you before, if you actually tilt the camera when you're doing it, you can actually control where you're hitting, mm-hmm. which makes it slightly better. But it's still that thing where I'm typically skipping over the attractions, even though I know they're helpful in battle. But just because I want to push buttons, I don't know. I want to play Kingdom Hearts. I don't want to play, keep hitting the button, make the ship go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I want to button mash. I don't want to have to aim all of my attacks. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, mean, uh, Sora kicking ass is way cooler than some pirate ship kicking ass. I don't know. Well, I mean, I think one of their biggest pushes for this game was that they wanted it to... Um, I don't know. They wanted it to be modern, I guess, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still supposed to maintain the charm of a of a kids game. And yeah. I think the attractions were were like the easy mode of the game. Well, and, you said you said it. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But you said uh, when we were talking before, um, you were just like, I just think he's showing off. You know, you have that world with just the clouds and everything, and then you said all the the colors and everything in the, in the attractions. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, for sure. They were showing off and saying, Hey, look what we can do. Um, I think about when I think about square Enix games, I do that. I think about like a, like a tomb Raider or, um, or, or, and I was really hated, but, uh, final fantasy 13, like, and I mean, even Final fantasy 10, I, it was always square Enix saying, look, 13 looks so good. Right. 10, 13. They were always showing off, what the 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 system that they wanted could do they were always pushing their systems to their limits i mean we look at we look back at pretty much every game if there was multiple games per console it always got progressively better looking um and and that's always been their thing showing off and um kingdom hearts 1 looked really good for the time kingdom hearts 2 still on playstation 2 ended up looking like 10 times better Mm-hmm. Um, the combat got ten times better. Like everything that was in part of that game, the story, the, everything got ev- better. They were just like, "Oh, let let us show off. We're here. We're here now. We figured it out." And then, of course, we didn't get anything on PS3, so we don't get to experience that. So they come in PS4, and they're coming in towards the mid to to end the, of the life cycle, of the cycle of the PS4. Yeah. So it's them showing off that we can do a whole bunch of this stuff. Um, and and I know it's on Xbox as well. Um. And possibly on the Switch. It's not. Actually, I read an article about that, and they, uh, technical-wise, they can't do it. I, f- I figured that. Yeah. They would have to down-res everything, and that yeah. game would look like a like a DS game or something. Um, so let's just get this part out of the way. So what? It, what now, what do you think is the best Kingdom Hearts game? Still 2. Yeah. So for, for me, it's still 2. But what are the aspects of 2 that make it better? 
for you? Um, two did did something that's really hard for sequels to do, and that is to expand upon a story, and is to get rid of the main character's powers, so you have to relearn everything, and still make it fun, and not feel like it's just a plot, uh, like a plot tool or whatever. Um, so, so you get, you get your power up back, you get, um, they expanded all upon the mechanics, they gave you freaking two keyblades. Like, <laughs> man... When you acquired two keyblades and you were just out here like just smashing through people, and then you unlocked your like your valor form and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like the game itself like sped up. Um, I would say like ten times as much as Kingdom Hearts One was um, when you started doing stuff. And yeah, then occa- you get it, you're like, yes, right. And so then occasionally, badass. like there would be like those samurai enemies that would make you pause for a second, press mm-hmm. triangle yeah, at the yeah, right yeah. time, so you could counter them and use their sword. I think they they Kingdom Hearts Two was um, they used a crap ton of triangle commands and they actually did it to where wow i mean they still got that in three but no no, well it was different it was different in two because you were instead of like pressing triangle to get goofy to do something or Mm -hmm. get uh, donald to do something you were pressing triangle to like use an enemy's weapon or uh or or roll behind them and do some type of upper yeah right it was all i actually forgot about that and you're right that is actually really missing yeah, it's not in three at that all. That was a, actually a really good mechanic. <clears throat> yeah, well, the the triangle thing at first it seemed like it was just going to be like a quick time um, kind of thing, and you only happen during cinematics. But then what they showed was that it's used for mechanics. We just want you to know that the triangle is the uh, the adaptive button of all the buttons that we have. So this button's um, usability will change all the time. And we, we, we're, we're showing you that by making it prominent in cut schemes and then making that little, the little symbol that shows up on certain monsters whenever, when they're doing an attack or when you're in a certain position to, to knock them over and take their, their big old sword and just like, I don't know, then you just start swinging it around and you can actually take out a lot of enemies. And it, like, it's, it's, it's badass. Yeah, I love my keyblades and I love how fast yeah. they are. But then you pick up my that immaturity big is coming out right now, right? And then you just you just go big berserker. old sword swinging it around. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> but that that was the thing that made Kingdom Hearts two uh, really good, and it like it built upon that. But then the problem with three is that instead of building upon it, I think they they tried so hard to make Kingdom Hearts one again. Well, so he so he the, his big thing was that he wanted to make. Sort he wanted to make the player feel powerful. That was his big thing, and uh, and if you really think about it, like part three two, keyblades. Hmm? three keyblades, <laughs> three. Um, so if you think about two, you know he's um, it's almost like when you're hitting that triangle button and you're doing these things, like you're dodging around them and everything. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, like a strategic type fighting, you know, mm-hmm. for Sora, and he's not just like. He's outsmarting them in a way, okay. and then in three, he's overpowering them. So maybe that was his. Maybe that was his concept. Well, actually, um, so I I like the idea. Like, but it seemed like it did seem like they were trying to give him power. Mm-hmm. And they were, but the the thing that they were also doing is they were slowing Sora down. Because I don't know if you've noticed in Dream Drop Distance, in Birth by Sleep, in Union Cross. In Chain of Memories, every single one of those lessened Sora's actual power and attributed everything that he had to somebody else. So, like, each one of those games was saying that, um, like, progressively, like, 
oh, well, he has these hearts in him. That's why he's actually so strong. Right. But now that this person's materialized and this person's materialized and this person's materialized, like the whole thing in Dream Drop Distance is that he was pass he was trying to pass this this uh the mastery yeah, test or whatever. Mastery. And then if you look at it, he didn't actually well, I mean, in three, they show that he didn't pass. But like when he was doing all the things, he never solved the problem. Every time it was just like, well, I guess I'm not strong enough for that. Open up the keyhole onto the next one. Mm-hmm. He never really finished it. Riku always followed, followed him and finished it up for him and always closed the keyholes. And then at the end, he even jumps back in for to, to use to the power Sora. of waking on, yeah. so, on, on Sora to bring him back. Because Sora has become progressively weaker in the games. Um, or after Kingdom Hearts 3, he became progressively weaker. Because every iteration, they or uh, sorry, after pro- uh, Kingdom Hearts 2, he became progressively weaker. Um, because every other game was explaining, or like 365 over 2 was explaining like how they're like pretty much powering up Roxas. And then you have... 358 over 2. 358 over 2. Um, sorry. And then um, like Dream Drop Distance, they're powering up... Um, Wow. They're powering Riku even more. Right. And then, like, in that game, they're showing just how weak Sora is and that how much he's reliant on the fact that he's housing three hearts in him, four mm-hmm. hearts. I think the interesting thing about um, Dream Drop Distance is it's a lot like Chain of Memories where you might start start off as Sora, but yeah. actually the main character is actually Riku. Always if is. If you really think about it. Yeah. Um. Wait, well, I mean, in Dream Drop Distance, they pretty much established that Riku is the was the, always the the, the quote unquote chosen, chosen one, yeah. and it's just that he took the wrong path, and that Sora only got the Keyblade because of uh, because of what's his face, uh, Ventus Dream, yeah, Dream dropping into his soul or something like that, Which or is really weird or Dream diving. Sorry, so they didn't they didn't go into that at all in three. And I know, so but that's what I'm saying. I always think that. That was like, yeah, we said that, but uh, did we really mean that? Yeah, but he always hinted at it in 3 when he was talking about, I've got so- these people inside of me, and I need to free them, or I need- I'm need i going to find a body for them. And, like, and they, he said, remember he said that so many times. Like, yeah. it was like, it was like his mantra, and then... And, well, there was that and, scene uh, in the last world... Mm-hmm. where um, that star asks him, and it's a secret scene, but the star asks him, uh, are you special? And, you know, he's just like, well, I don't know. But then just her asking that just brings up the question, like, well, no, is, is Sora's Sora you. Sora's you as the player, and Sora's like the... Well, I'm special. But you're not. Um, <laughs> Sora's you as the player in that, you were dropped into the situation and to be honest Sora's like the plot point for every or the the plot device for everybody and that he is he's housing all the things and he's he's like he's a part of all of these things that shouldn't really be one of the things i um noticed when i was watching the videos on dream drop distance and union cross is that um after kingdom hearts 2 they started doing this thing where they introduced so many the variations to the real world so there's the real world there's the dream world and then there's like the dream world within the dream world and then and there's, there's the, the data world there's the data world and then the data world actually can house real things or real beings and like the copies of real beings and those beings from the data that's in the data world can be created as real beings in the 
in the real world, but and the dream world is used as a way to time travel because the dream world exists outside of reality mm -hmm. and you can actually like it's almost it's almost like you can use it as like a node to travel other places or whatever hence how Zen well it's, it's interesting too because uh all these different realms or whatever um if you really pay attention they kind of they don't explicitly say it but they it's kind of like something one of them is closer to either light or dark or like right like uh the sleep sleep realm seems to be closer to the to the dark realm and then they got this one in the middle twilight town well, technically, the, the the dream world and the datascape world and 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 um and and pretty much everything else is the is the purgatories, mm -hmm. and the the light world is every is all of the worlds. The dark world is the, literally the opposite of the light world, right. and it's, it's the light world in distress, if you will. Um, but everything in between, and I think that's the reason why the dream world is the way that uh, Xehanort was able to time travel or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is because it literally exists in a place that has nothing but itself or whatever. I don't know. It's weird because it seems like. Did Did you watch those videos for Union Cross? Yeah, and what? that's what and that's what made it worse for me because <laughs> I was like, okay, so it, I actually. Oh, am, actually, did you like the story in Union Cross? No, um, I actually thought the story in Union Cross was. Um, it it did one of those things where instead of. Um, instead of progressing a story it starts a story and then it starts another story and right. then it starts okay. another story and then it starts another story and well I mean, one kind of wraps static. up right and then then like and then it doesn't because the, it's brought up again and it's like oh you thought that was wrapped up it's not wrapped up yet we're we're still going on with that one and like um one of the 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 the, 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 the video i had watched uh, fully explained it and then they said well there's more updates to come mm -hmm, because apparently yeah. the japanese game and so i watched another video which yeah. was explaining some of the updates with and, maleficent yeah and yeah. well in kingdom Hearts 3 she's like not even she's a big quote-unquote character because she it, she's, but she's just in the background the whole right time. Yeah. but apparently and this is where i've been reading other places maleficent has always been like a really big character for kingdom hearts because if you think about it she was the main baddie in kingdom hearts one right um, and then Kingdom Hearts 2. She was like a baddie, but then she was like, but I'll help you. Well, she was a baddie until she got her heart snatched out by the bad Riku. Right. Um, but, like, I think what, uh, like, the the problem that Kingdom Hearts has run into leading up into Kingdom Hearts 3, and one of the reasons why I really disliked kind of how the story fleshed out and how it was uh, resolved or not resolved. Um, <laughs> yeah was um was that they started off with really solid rules there's there's people and there's heartless and there's the heartless are people without hearts simple rules there's a keyblade it can open key or uh, portals to other worlds okay so certain chosen people are uh, can get keyblades then towards the end of kingdom hearts one you kind of introduce a couple other things um in terms of you gotta you gotta um you got was it Ansem the Wise was introduced in one, right? At the end? Mm -mm. That was the bonus scene, right? It was him in the... Or no, he was still Diz at the time. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't, there might have been a scene in Final Mix, but in the original Kingdom Hearts, the only uh, extra thing was uh, it was Roxas and Riku in uh, the world that never was. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, so they still kept with their pretty established rules. 
Um, then you got uh, you got Chain of Memories, which I I feel like Chain of Memories was like the start of everything bad about Kingdom Hearts, because Chain of Memories went and said, okay, so we're gonna be very anime and we're gonna add thirteen characters, right? <laughs> Because there's Organization 13. But what we're going to do is we're only going to give you like six or seven of them. And the other ones are going to be kind of blah, 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 blah. And then in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> 2, whenever, you know, which is We'll this, give you the other half. And we'll give you the other half. And we'll forget that we even put all the other ones in the other in, in Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. And we'll, we'll show them. They may not even have... I think some of them didn't even have vocal lines in Kingdom Hearts 2. They were just there. They just, like, walked in the screen or they were sitting on a chair or something like that. Like, the the little... The white room with the with the big chairs with the that yeah, Xehanort yeah. was going to use um, or whatever. Um, okay, so then we got Kingdom Hearts 2, which started to establish new rules, which is, you know, you have the heart list and you have nobodies who have had their hearts taken, which means that their bodies kind of exist as, like, husks, so they have no emotions. But in Kingdom Hearts 2, they forgot that rule towards the end of the, g- the game. And they were like, oh, never mind. We'll kind of give them emotions. Or not. Because oh, well, then we'll explain that. it away as these are, they're faking. They're emulating emotions or whatever. Because they've seen it. And it's based on data. Which like then like they jumped off the deep end of the data well, thing. So in part 2, they also kind of... like It was kind of a... that's So they said that they're special nobodies. But they also kind of said that they were kind of like, well, that's that's kind of weird. That they are having emotions. Actually, you get a little bit of that. Never mind. I might it's be streamed up distance. Uh, it might be three, five, eight over two days. Wow, yeah. there's so many titles. Uh, but that might have been the one that explained like why they started developing more feelings or whatever. Right. Well, I mean, I think it was Dream Drop Distance that said that we are special nobodies. That's right. the reason why we're allowed to feel emotions. Right. Three, five, eight over two said that too. Um. Well, yeah. But it was mainly focused on Roxas and, and Shion. Mm-hmm. Um, who is another dude? Okay, so when I when I read about who Shion is and how she exists and how she is literally, she is she is Sora, but she's Sora influenced by the touch of Namine, replicated into a being that looks like Kyrie to to look like Kyrie to absorb the powers of Roxas, mm-hmm. literally. Yes the if ever there was a definition of a plot device <laughs> that is it well I, and then like a plot device being used for another plot device which yeah. is sora and it's crazy like as the games have progressed it's been more about how sora isn't actually like the big good guy it's actually like how there's it's ventus who makes roxas who makes who's a dandelion yeah i didn't i didn't catch that in the videos but um i i again i don't i don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> uh so there's some there is one thing about kingdom hearts is a lot of the stories were um even though they introduced all these crazy concepts they were usually contained in that story um and three was is probably like the first time where they're like all right you know all those crazy concepts we had but here it all is all together and that would have to be hands down the thing i hated the most mm-hmm. about kingdom hearts 3 also the fact that it starts off and i was i was telling you as i was playing it it starts off actually giving you that feeling like thank you i'm glad you didn't assume i played this game <laughs> and, and then, then all of a sudden it does and then it is 
for like okay, it's only for the first quarter of the movie they assume right. you've never or the game that they assume you never played the game, and then after that, they just assume you've played all of them and you've played them all multiple times. And, and you went on the forums and you discussed yeah. it. And, and you, you definitely really played the it. Japanese exclusive browser game that went out of commission that was remade, but that isn't updated at the same pace as the other one is. So then all the story that's supposed to actually bleed over into Kingdom Hearts 3, you're not going to get in time for the release because we haven't translated it yet. Yes. Uh, yeah, they're like six months behind on translating. Yeah, that's so. crazy to me. Like, but then, but the story relies on like knowing what a Chirithi is, or like because that's like a really big important part towards the end of the mm-hmm. game. Like, yeah, he, I f- a I appears, and nobody, anybody who had not played those or even seen screenshots from those, they're games, like, oh, Kingdom Hearts has Moogles. Wait yeah, a minute, they already have. They Moogles. already have Moogles. Exactly. So what? What is this little thing? And he doesn't explain what he is. Mm-hmm. And then again, you have to play the other thing. But they're really adorable. Sure they are. They <laughs> always need a mascot characters. Yeah. Um, but like what they do, like they're dream eaters, which is something else that's supposed to be explained in Dream Drop Distance and Dream Drop or Dream Eaters are things that take the nightmares from their their Keyblade wielders. And like I don't the again Ah okay, so pretty much what I'm gonna just gonna say. The thing I hated most about Kingdom Hearts three is something that you had said uh, or that you kind of tried to explain and is that it has zero resolution, in my opinion. I think that the game starts... Resolution. Resolution. That's what I said. Oh, I thought you said Okay, go ahead. Um, and then it, it starts off the game where you're like, holy crap, we're getting right into it. This is like literally the end of Dream Drop Distance. We're, we're, we're flying forward, right? <laughs> and And it... And and I was happy about that. I was yeah. like, you know what? It's cool. And they're like, Sora lost his powers. He's going to get them back. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that he was needs that to go was to these p- other worlds. Uh, right. How is he learning how to get it back? Oh, he just has it back. All right. Cool. Got it. Yeah. But even then, the whole game, you're talking about how he needs to get the power back. And then he needs to get the power of waking. Right. Mm-hmm. The end of the game, you still don't get the power of waking. No, you you had still it. Ne- don't necessarily have your power back. You, you power are still. They say you have the power of waking. No, you have the power of waking. That's that's how. Remember when there's the the time loop part where? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's the power of waking. Power of waking is essentially. Uh, um, it's also the part where he saves oh, Roxas. Too. Never mind. I I literally explained that myself earlier. So if it's the power of waking, that means that you're going into the dream world and the dream world because you can use the mm-hmm. time travel with. Ex- okay, gotcha. Right. So okay. There's, well, yeah, there's two aspects I'll ta- to the to the power I'll, waking. I'll take that back. They get the power back. The only problem with this the resolution to that like big plot thing, you should is, play the that is that you. So rage against the machine song. Okay, go ahead. Is that you start the game off with a goal in mind, and when you reach that goal, you're never quite told that you've reached that goal. It's never quite explained to you, other than just saying. Well, looks like the time has come. We've got to all go to the the final world. Yeah, no, that's it's totally true. So, um, well, they just kind of assume. Oh, you know, you have the power, right? Like there was <laughs> no scene that goes, "I have the power." Like it just you just literally go back to the tower, and all of a sudden he's like, "You guys are ready, right? Cool." There doesn't even happen. He's, he, well, I mean, it's more so that 
they have no choice. Like, you got to go. Well, no, no. But when they go back to the tower, they just say, okay, well, we have our seven warriors of light. Cool. Mm -hmm. That that was all. And we're like, oh, I guess I got my power back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean. And then, like, the actual end of the game was even worse because they 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 leave more plot holes or not even plot holes they leave more plot threads than than i don't man okay so again we're since we're spoiling everything so Kyrie gets taken away mm-hmm. they never actually wrap that up they they make it almost seem like to and this is what i felt like i was like holy crap there's gonna be another like 10 hours of this game right because <laughs> I have to go find her. This yeah. I have literally been searching for like three whole games to find this chick and to be like reunited with her because I ate that freaking, you know, pow pow fruit and, with her or whatever. And that's how and that's why I was talking about like the self contained. Like Kingdom Hearts two ends with we've done the thing. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing that gets you to the next story is oh, there's a letter in a bottle. Right. And then Q's secret movie that is just like it's an action sequence, you mm-hmm. know? And wow, cool! That's that's awesome. But then the secret scene for three is more story. Yeah, it's it's. And then it doesn't help that almost immediately afterwards, like oh, after I complete the, oh, about a month afterwards, then they start having these interviews and they're talking about oh no 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 we have the uh, there's there's a possibility or it's all but you know confirmed that we're doing DLC for Kingdom Hearts and that. When we do do DLC, we're we'll going to be doing... Shion and Yeah, we'll explain this and we'll explain that. And like you were saying, it sounds like they're going for the Final Fantasy fifteen mm-hmm. model with all these episodes to explain characters that... To be honest, Shion was had her own freaking game. We already know who she is. And to explain her would be pointless. Because at this point, she's literally data that they found a replica for and now they can make her whole again and they can actually make her a human the the crappy part is playing that game i'm not even sure what questions i should have that need to be answered in dlc the questions that need to be answered are all the questions that were asked at the very end of the game because so the very end of the game shows that scene where Kyrie and and sora are sitting on the Mm -hmm. on the the tree which um, I was reading something else that says maybe they weren't there because nobody was looking at them at the end of the game. They were actually looking out over the ocean as if something was happening out over mm-hmm. the ocean, and they, nobody had even known they were there. Yeah, so I saw maybe one they too, never were. Like they showed a scene of the tree, and they weren't there, and then all of a sudden at the end of it, they were there. Yeah, and then so. Sora disappeared. But then, like to me, I was almost like, did we just find out that Sora found her, but then disappeared anyways? Well, so you're telling me that all the time... To- so that's the DLC. The DLC is probably going to be Sora going to find Kyrie and then maybe sacrificing Cell. And then another DLC to explain what they saw in the water. And maybe it's a Riku DLC, like a, a post-story Riku DLC. And then there's an Ava, Ava Yeah, DLC. because they still never explained her. And then there's probably going to be like a Lushu DLC for explaining the Master of Masters and what's in the box. And oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, when you have a scene that literally ends the game with... What's in I, the box? I hope you. Uh, I hope you like long stories. And then you just freaking cut to credits. Talk about being, like, literally pissed at a game. I was like, actually, all smiles until that scene, <laughs> and then I just couldn't enjoy like the the after credit scenes or whatever. It, it was so hard for me to enjoy it because at that point it was like a slap in my face saying, "You're you're done with this game." You know, part of me had even expected like a a Metal Gear Solid kind of fake ending credits roll haha just kidding there's still more to the game and i was every mission 
Yeah. Gosh. I loved it. Ugh. I loved it. Um, All right, back to Kingdom Hearts. But yeah, so that's what I was expecting, and just to have that slap in the face was is kind of kind it, of depressing. It's so the interesting thing about the Kingdom Hearts three is like, like you said, I I love the game, but mm-hmm. I have so. so many complaints. It's 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 really Man. weird. But like I said, I'm a on a poly- It doesn't matter what they come out with. I'm gonna love Kingdom Hearts. I love the characters. Um, actually, okay. So my question, just real quick, I just want to throw this in. What was your favorite world? Um, I think my favorite world probably had to be the Pirates of the Caribbean. Just, just because you like boats. I'm on a boat, mother. Yeah, I, I think I liked it just because of how it looked. Um, it was, it was like, so all the other worlds were so cartoony and they looked so much like their, like their Pixar alter- mm. alternatives. So I was like, uh, I wasn't super impressed with it. But I one thing I was impressed with though is that how they look kind of better like than the original movies that they were that were made. Like the Toy Story world actually looked better than Toy Story movies, or like the Frozen world looked almost like exact one to one. Um, in the Tangled world, that was that was like a pretty pretty close as close as they could get for certain things. I think the hair mechanics were a little 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 off. They looked a little. Uh, I actually read an better. article about that that they couldn't do the hair the same way that they did with pixar mm-hmm. and so they're they had to do all kinds of efforts to make it their hair look the same but in a different technique or something like that yeah. i don't know the tlc that they did uh well there was a lot of properties that first of all you have to get permission to use them and then yeah. you have to treat them with respect <laughs> i i think that uh well there there could also be the reason you know they changed the engines mm-hmm. uh it also sounds like it was a lot harder to appease pixar than it right. was Disney. Okay. So that probably took a lot of effort. So I'm sure there's some reasons why. Uh, I mean, this one felt. This one does feel incomplete. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So. So what, my favorite world would probably be Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah. okay. So, Where are you? Uh, so for me, it's Toy Story. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I think it's just because I realized how much charm is really in Toy Story. Mm-hmm. It was the world, like, for whatever reason. Like the song got stuck in my head, and it just—it's it, just charm. I, I mean, that's that's all it comes down to. It just has so much charm. I even hated like if I wasn't in one of the battle suits and I had to fight one of the battle suits, it yeah. was super annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make you hate the world. It just yeah, it just makes you hate so, like balancing in certain things. But even then, like they the the suits were abundant enough, and like movement right. mechanics are always always allowed you to get to them quick enough that. Like yeah, it's it almost was, like it they fine. told you what they told you what it was supposed to be. You were just supposed to do it, and then when you did it, you were done. You were good. But uh, the way they told the story, it really well. Actually, I read too that uh, the writers for Toy Story, um, they were like, okay, so we can use these characters for our game, and they were like, no, like in the Toy Story world, this event happened, and so and Disney was like, our uh, Nomura was like. What 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 really? Uh, okay, awesome. So technically, so, so they're like they're canonizing Kingdom Hearts and, and yeah, Toy Story. That whole thing happened, and so that's yeah, that's what they said. That's Which I cool. thought was really interesting that uh, the Toy Story guys would would say that. I don't know, but the other I, ones were more. It's probably for story continuity and for people who are fans of their franchise. They're like, it would be nice to like have more things because if you really think about it, every Toy Story introduced new sets of toys. Right. And and like it was always 
think about if they were to introduce a set of Kingdom Hearts toys. There's no way that anybody would be able to say, oh, that feels thrown in because it's literally just a toy. Well, that was one of the reasons that they wanted to write a new story instead of just throwing them into the movie, essentially, mm-hmm. which I really, really like that aspect too. Um, um, so what was your... Okay, so I'm curious. What was your least favorite world? Uh, San Francisco. And why? Um, it was like an empty, dead like world. Like I feel like every other world had so much attention paid to it, and there was all these minor details that were all great. And then I think San Francisco just kind of seemed like the typical open world, like a like a Grand Theft Auto kind of thing. But there was never any cars in the streets. There was never like people really around. During the day, there was. Yeah. But, like, it, everything seemed... Well, okay. Well, I played a lot during the night. I yeah. don't know. Um, well, that's all the combat. Yeah. So then it just seems so dead and empty. And then... Um, and really, like, the only time you ever play during the day is unless you, like, actually go back there manually or, like, the scene... I gotta get my, my icons or emblems or whatever they are. Right. So unless you go back there manually during the day or the the scenes that are actually, like stuck to certain areas so like when you're learning certain things in the in the san francisco world but they just kind of put you there and they take you out and then it's the night world so you can do a whole bunch of crazy stuff Mm -hmm. and then they take you out they put you back in the day and then it's so you can do that flying segment with uh with uh big big uh the guy beta man oh yeah yeah yeah. um and then like when you fight the big bad it's in the daytime but you're still stuck on his back right so the like it would you didn't really experience that unless you went back, so it seemed kind of pointless, right? Unless you're going and getting all the emblems and things like that. But during the night, when you were there and you actually had free reign of pretty much the whole place, it was very empty. It seems um, everything was really boxy, in my opinion. The only things that were kind of flashy were on the roofs, and even then, I felt like those were far and few in between. Well, that's why they want. That's where they wanted you the most. Clearly, they wanted right. you more so up on the rooftops. Right, but. That's that's what I'm saying. It, did, yeah. it just didn't seem like a fill that word. But also, when you were saying earlier, it seemed it's, it does seem like certain worlds felt a little incomplete. But mm-hmm. mainly, it was really to be honest, I just felt like San Francisco was the See, only one that was. Incomplete. I mean, that's funny to me because I actually really liked that world. I, I loved the verticality of but it, it all. Wasn't your running. favorite though, so no, it wasn't my favorite. Um, but it, what if it was number two though? It wasn't number two. Number I don't two know is what poop. number two. <laughs> uh so f- so for me my least favorite world was pirates of the caribbean nope frozen no tangled <laughs> well i didn't like the tangled world but no it was actually it was the it was the winnie the pooh world <laughs> so, so if i'm being on or if i'm being honest i am always being honest because i'm not a dishonest person um i didn't <laughs> even play the world i still yeah. haven't gone back and played it it's a huge disappointment so in part one and two, like, um, I remember going away f- or leaving those worlds feeling like Sora really belongs there. And, um, and it was, Im- it was important to the story. You know, it was, it was kind of like, like Sora's dealing with all these things, but then he goes to the Winnie the Pooh world and he's solving these small problems, but yeah. he's solving them and they're important to him. And then, in part three, he's it's just so like, oh hey guys, oh you got want me to help? Hey, I can help you garden. Yeah, I, you need to make me play flowers. Yeah, that's cool. I'll do that. I don't know. It just it just it was felt so just 
well, we have to have Winnie the Pooh. Let's just throw this quick little cheap thing in there. And, and I'd rather them spend a little bit more time on something else than just doing it for the status quo. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot about how depressing uh, <laughs> of a game. And it, it's like weird. It's like a, it was exciting. It was a good game. But at the same time, it was weirdly a disappointment. Um. Oh, I got more. I totally got more. I know you do. At this point, um, I don't like giving numbers, but how, what is your kind of like final, like overall, like how did you actually feel about the game? No, no, no. No numbers. But how did you like actually feel about the game? Were you like, were you satisfied with the game or did, did it leave much to be desired like kind of your your overall feeling for the game no, well i still like okay so here's the thing about kingdom hearts games they are just filled with so much charm when mm-hmm. i play those games like I, i'll if i'm not paying attention or if i start paying attention i'm like oh i'm like playing this and i have like a little bit of a smile i just i just love these games so much mm-hmm. and so it was it's just always cool to go back to the kingdom hearts world for me Okay. Um, but then now that you've made me start being more critical of games As and, you not, should and be. not just movies and TV shows, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know, I'm obviously picking it apart a lot more. And so probably one of the last things I wanted to talk about, and that's, it's kind of getting back to why King Hearts two was better than three is, uh, it's kind of how they to- told the story in part two. Uh, you went through all the worlds and you did probably like 75% of that world. And then you went back. And when you went back, it was all focused on the main story narrative. It was, it was, I mean, you had the characters from that world, but it was mostly focus, focused on the main story. And in Kingdom Hearts 3, they just, they just said, hey, let's just have you go to this world and finish it. And But that broke up the main mer- narrative so much that you know, like there's main story parts in the story, Toy Story world, but by the time I get to the end of the game, I don't even remember what they talked about then because it had been so long ago. So if they just went with that same structure, and there was definitely plenty of um, content and world where they could have just ended a little bit diff- earlier and, like you know, did the same thing. Had you go back. Uh, not only that, they didn't have some, like Kingdom Hearts 2 had the epic... Uh, Radiant Garden area. There was nothing really epic in King March 3 and there wasn't anything epic at the end. Like the end world the world oh, the, oh, blah, 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 blah. the world that never was was also very epic. And, and then they just had this desolate final world which yeah, is just like it was, a, just, it was a remake really of lacking. a world that was already there before. Like I mean take your it. take your Winnie the Pooh stuff the time making Winnie the Pooh and at least do something a little bit more. So that's pretty much it. Those those are the if you have anything else to add to that. Um yeah. I I don't like rehashing content like whenever when when I'm playing a game. I think But they didn't rehash content. I, I know you expanded upon what was already mm-hmm. there. I got that. I mean like you have games like Birth by Sleep that just kinda of made you fucking redo everything all time and time again. I know you. It, there's that different was, aspects it, of yeah, the world. Yeah, but like I said, it was that's weird. totally. It's totally different, right? Because you explore different parts of the map in part two, right? So. Still, 
Um, yeah, and 3 did do that thing where it just kind of gave you, like, a reason to do something, but then you forgot that you even had, there was a main plot point. It's just kind of like, yeah. let's hear, here's Toy Story. Oh, we're just here to help people. And I think in helping them, we're going to get my power of waking back, but I don't know. Oh, yeah, here's here's Xehanort. He's going to pop in here. Well, because uh, obviously we have to have the Kingdom Hearts character pop back in as a villain or whatever, right? So we did that. And then at the end, you're just like, well, we solved all the stuff. And then the player's thinking to themselves, but what about your power of waking? Mm-hmm. And then the game goes, well, F the power of waking. Let's go to the next world. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to complete be two worlds before you can actually yeah. get, a, a, get a story cutscene. But yeah, um, overall, the game was very entertaining, very exciting to play, but very disappointing in in terms of storytelling and and the execution of that. Man, it was so good though. And <laughs> of course, you always always the contrarian. <laughs> um, but. Yes, um, I guess we really have to reserve judgment until the DLCs come out. Even though my judgment has already we been passed because ne- there might oh, be DLC. Yeah, so. there should never. You should never have to wait to decide on a title because of DLC. Right, never. No, I, the thing is, I've already judged it. Yeah, but I think as somebody that may be reviewing these things. I do have to reserve judgment on the product as a whole because it's not whole yet. The thing that sucks about Kingdom Hearts is I love it so much that I like I hate DLC, but I want it so bad. Exactly. I bought all the sucks. DLC for fifteen, and that game sucked. Well, not didn't suck. It was actually pretty good. It was but, pretty good, but, but the structure was bad. Yeah. yeah. Again, same thing. Yeah, same thing. Well, we're done with that. Um, and we didn't even talk about talk about the epilogue or Verum Rex or Nope. Let's not even talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about that in an episode where we actually go full in on Kingdom Hearts. I or think. how Sora is Jesus and a little bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. I I don't know if I can connect that thread. Anyway, I'm sure I can. Um, <laughs> well, that's all. Um, I guess this is going to be our only so far midweek episode. Okay, well, we're done. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.